What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Exportsis. My name is Christine, and I am your average Joe Schmo when it comes to sports knowledge. And I am here to ask all the questions that you guys have at home. And I am Sarah, your self-proclaimed sports expert. What am I doing? I don't even have my mics plugged in. I'm your sports expert, but clearly I'm not your podcasting expert. Okay, hold please. Honestly, a week that we don't have issues with audio wouldn't be a week of it sports this anyways. What is wrong with me? Okay. Take two. I'm just going to introduce myself again because I totally ruined that. But my name is Sarah. I am the self-proclaimed sports expert. Obviously, I'm not your audio expert or microphone expert or Zoom expert or podcasting expert, but I am a sports expert. And I'm here to answer all of the questions that Christine has and hopefully all of those questions that you have at home. So this week, Christine, it is week 48, if you can believe it, 48, 48, and we have almost been doing it sports this for a full year. So we dropped our like teaser introduction episode like late September last year. And then our first episode was launched and went live on October 1st. And I am like, I'm so just shocked at how quickly time goes. And so I'm so thankful that we started this a year ago because it has been so much fun. And I know that it has so much potential and we appreciate everybody who is listening and all the support that you guys have given us. So definitely. Definitely. It's wild that we are almost at one year of it sports is. this was an idea that we had more. So Sarah had a long time ago, like years and years ago. And the fact that we just woke up one morning and, we, and she called me and she was like, Christine, we have no idea what the heck we're doing, but let's just pull the trigger and let's figure it out as we go. And here we are, we're a year into it. We still have no idea what we're doing half the time, obviously, <laughs> especially with audio. We'll never get it right. No. But but it's been the best year ever. And like you said, it's been so much fun. I've learned so much about sports. I hope you guys have learned so much about sports, but in Instagram, I've learned so much about, I mean, social media and marketing yeah, true. and how this whole podcasting thing works, which like you said, we still don't know everything about it, but I, you guys, when I tell you that Christine is such a planner and I am too, like, I like to have an idea of <laughs> what I'm doing and when I'm doing it, but there is some time where I'm just like, which is, you know, why you see me acting a total fool all the time on the story, but there's just some times where you've got to just be in the moment and record things. And like, like Christine said, figure it out as we go along. But Christine is like, she wants to not just like plan. Okay. This is what we're talking about, but this is what we're talking about. And this is what we're posting for the next like 30 to 60 days. And so getting her to like dive into the water like per se and be, and be spontaneous. I think the being spontaneous thing with, especially with social media, cause I was never really a big social media person. Yeah. And I've always kind of like on my personal Instagram, I would post pictures of our trips that we would go on, but I would, I would never keep up with my story. I would never keep up with, you know, my daily life through Instagram and Um, especially the story. And that's why you guys don't see me on the story because I don't like going on the story. 
Well, and the reason is because Christine overanalyzes everything about herself whenever she's on it. She's like, do I look dumb? I need to do this. I'm like, that's well, the point of the story. And that's what people like. So yeah. they miss you, Christine, and they want to see you. Well, here's the heart. Here's the thing with talking to the story, right? You're si- have you ever just sat there, you guys? Have you ever just sat there and looked at yourself and talked to yourself and thought, oh, yeah, this sounds really organic. I can't do it. Sarah's really good at it. I, was but, say I do it all the time. But you're so good at it. But the normal person, if they actually sit and try to talk to the camera, like they're talking to a person, it's harder than you think. And sometimes I feel it and it's easy for me. But then other days I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I sound like an idiot and I don't like it. So I'm trying it's to, find hard to hear yourself. I get that. It's hard to hear yourself. But a lot of times I'll just for the moment, I'll post it. And then I'm like, if I hate it, I'll delete it. May delete later. But 99% of the time I leave it. And hopefully well, that's it makes you guys laugh. Yeah. Well, see, that's why Sarah's on the story and not me because <laughs> she's great at it. But anyways, we have to get to what we're talking about because we're yes. going to keep this as a short episode, but it's a good episode because it's something that just happened um, last night. So again, we're recording on Tuesday. This will put, be pushed live on, on Thursday, but Monday night football, our very first Monday night football happened last night. And it was yes. against the Las Vegas Raiders and the Baltimore Ravens. And That's it was right. a great game that went into overtime. Yeah. So we wanted this week to break down the rules of overtime because the NFL does like to change them a lot. So yes. first things first, Sarah, what is overtime? Yeah. So overtime is... And it's different, you guys, of course. Again, I know we've had this conversation last week. It's very different, um, NFL and college. So we'll have to do – college rules are not as difficult. And once you kind of grasp the NFL rules, I'll be able to kind of roll through the differences between college and NFL maybe in one episode. So I'm going to go through the college overtime rules at some point. But this is just purely for the NFL. So keep that in mind as we're going through – all of the rules, all the regulations, the timing, um, coin tosses, things like that. It's just for the NFL. So what is overtime? Back to your question. It is when both teams have the exact same score at the end of the NFL game. Um, It will go into what's called overtime. Right. So again, a brief rundown of the actual quarters in the game. So it's after the fourth quarter, there are four quarters in the game. That's right. 15 minutes in each quarter. Yep. And there's also a halftime. They never go for 15 minutes because of all the penalties and the time stops and blotty blotty. But so after the fourth quarter at the very end of the game, they have this very same score and they go into what's called overtime. So what are the rules? Yeah. So again, of course, So not only is college and NFL different as far as the rules are concerned, but it also depends within the NFL, um, like there's different rules for different overtimes depending on when you are in the season. So I've broken down this category into, or this section into two categories. It's regular season and preseason overtime. And then there's a postseason overtime and there are differences between the two. Um, Yeah. So why? Good question. Um, the main difference between regular season and preseason and postseason overtime play is that during the regular season, you can end in a tie. Whereas during the postseason, the postseason or the playoffs, you guys, obviously, 
to keep the playoffs moving, you can't end in a tie. So there has to be a winner at the end of the game. So the overtimes will continue to go in the postseason until you have a winner. So that's really the difference, but there are a few other things. I feel like it's not very often. For one, nobody likes to see a game end in a tie. But two, yeah. I feel like it doesn't happen very often. No, I want to say it happened two years ago. Maybe the Bears ended in a tie. I, I don't remember, know. I remember um, one team. Yeah, it was recent, whether it was last year or the year before that. There yeah. was an overtime that ended up in a tie. And yes. that's when I learned that overtime can end in a tie. I was like, what the heck is the fun in that? Yes. Okay. So to kind of break that down for you guys, a tie means um, the overtime ends with both teams having the exact same score, right? So they went into overtime with the same score, whether the both teams scored during yeah. overtime and it ends, whatever, at the end of overtime, if they have the same score during the regular season or the preseason, it ends in a tie. And how you will see that um, broken down in their record. So their, their record is wins dash losses, right? So you will be... Um, let's say because it's a 17 game season, remember, let's say you'll be nine and eight, but you have a tie. So really you're nine, seven and one. So it's wins dash losses dash ties, number of ties. And I don't think there's been any regular season team that's had more than one tie in a season, but we'll have to look into it and see to Christine's point. It, it doesn't is, happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen. That's right. Okay, so, so back to the rules. Yes, thank you. Okay, um, Christine, you do such a good job of keeping me on the back. <laughs> you guys, I go down these rabbit holes. I want to explain like literally everything to you. And Christine's like, Sarah, reel, reel you back in, back to the rules. Okay. Yes. Before we get into the rules, I do need to talk just a little bit about the history of overtime because as you mentioned earlier, they are consistently changing the rules. So- yeah. Yeah really like growing up when we were growing up. So prior to 2010, the first one to score in overtime didn't matter if it was a field goal um, or a touchdown won the game. That was it. I'm glad they changed that because it just seems unfair. Yes. It was basically like whoever won the coin toss wins, wins the game because they have the first possession. If you have a good kicker, right. Which speaking of the Panthers fire. Uh -huh again. Did you see that? Yeah. And, and as they should have, because he couldn't even make a damn extra point. I, anyway, that's, here we go. <laughs> Jump down another rabbit hole back to the history. So if you have a good kicker prior to 2010, if you won the coin toss, which is at the very beginning of overtime to see who gets the ball first. Um, then if you get the ball into a position where you can score, if you scored first prior to 2010, you would win the game. After 2010, they are now basically allowing both teams to have a possession, no matter who wins the coin toss, unless the team who wins the coin toss and gets the possession within their first drive scores a touchdown. So pause. Okay. I still feel like there is an unfair advantage there, but I guess their mentality and correct me if I'm wrong. And obviously this is just my, what I think 
obviously scoring a touchdown is not easy at all. That's right. So if you score a touchdown on the first possession, then they're going to call it a game. But don't you agree? Don't you think that's a little unfair that you're just going to give the ball to or give one team the possession of the ball if they get a touchdown? Well, sorry, other team, you don't even get a chance. Right. I mean, yes and no. I, I like I said, I mean, we've grown up with having sudden death and that included field goals. So the fact that it's kind of adjusted, you know, you can't just, you know, run the ball down the field and score a field goal and the game be over. And they extended it to be a little bit more difficult that you had to score a, a touchdown. I, I can see how people would think that is still not fair. I, I get a little bit of that, but like I said, growing up, seeing that it was you only had to get a field goal. I'm happy that the change is now that yes. they get a touchdown. So it's they've still improved. They've improved it. It's improved. just still yeah. a little bit unfair. Yes. A little bit unfair. Yeah. So if it was up to me again, since I'm such a sports genius, everybody's always going <laughs> to ask me what I want in overtime, right? <laughs> if it were up to me, each team should have a possession and whoever has more points at the end of those two, that those two possessions from each team should win overtime. And yeah. then it just continues to sudden death after those first possessions. So I'm sure this, these rules are ever changing. I mean, back to, you know, a little bit of the modified history prior to 2017 overtime was 15 minutes long and they changed it after the 2017 season to 10 minutes so they lowered it for the player's safety. So, I mean. So, pause again. Sorry. Okay. So at, at the end of the 15 minutes prior to 2017, um, the game's just over and they're going to consider it a tie, right? So now it's the 10 minutes that after the 10 minutes, if neither scored, if neither team scored, then they're going to automatically consider that a tie. That's right. So instead of playing for 15 minutes in overtime, they're playing for 10 um, and like we said earlier, like Christine kind of broke down earlier, you guys, these games are like three and a half hours long because of how much stoppage time, um, or how much, how many times the clock stops during like a regular season, season football game, they're getting beat up. And so you hear a 10 minute overtime and you're like, oh my gosh, really 15 minutes versus 10 minutes, but it's a normal series. And so the clock stops a lot. Um, they've already been playing for, you know, close to four hours of the regular game time. Now they're moving into overtime. And so this 10 minutes really will most likely turn into like 30 ish minutes with the amount of times that the clock will stop for penalties, going out of bounds, timeouts, things like that. Yeah. So oh. if you guys watched the football game last night, I mean, it was wild because for one, I did not think the Raiders were going to win. I literally, I mean, they didn't, in my opinion, did not deserve to win based off the beginning of that game. They looked horrible and I just love Lamar Jackson. I think he's really fun to watch, which is the quarterback of the Ravens. But anyways, yeah, I'm getting, I'm going down my own rabbit hole. Yeah, really. Okay. So the rules, the rules, and we kind of threw a lot at you. Um, and I'm glad that we went through the modified history. Like I said, because there will most likely be still be a lot of confusion around overtime because they're changing so frequently and not just frequently, but it, it has happened recently, right? So the changes from 15 to 10 minutes happened in 2017. And then the sudden death versus just the possession adjustment happened in 2010. So first things first, 
I'm going to talk regular season and preseason rules. And then after that, we'll move into the postseason. So um, at the end of regulation, which regulation is the four quarters of 15 minutes, the referee, if the score is tied, right? The referee will toss a coin to determine which team will possess the ball first in overtime. The visiting team will call the toss. So you have your captains from each team that come to the ref and whoever is the visiting team, the away team will say, I think it's going to be heads and the ref flips the coin. If it is, did I say heads or tails? I think you said heads. Yeah, you definitely said heads. (laughs) If it's heads, then the visiting team where is, okay. So this is a part Again, if I'm going down a rabbit hole, Christine, and this gets confusing, let me know. But I do think it is it is important to say the coin toss at overtime is obviously very important. But if you win the coin toss, you want the ball because your team could score a touchdown and that could be the end of overtime, right? You could win the game. Yes, you would probably be the dumbest person in history if you won the toss in overtime and you gave the other team the ball first. Right, which is called deferred. That's right. But at the beginning of the game, there is also a coin toss and you will typically see teams defer giving the ball to the other team for their defense to play first. You're talking about the beginning of the actual game, not overtime. That's right. Of the, of regulation of the actual game. So there is a coin toss at the very beginning of the game and whoever wins the coin toss has the option again to be able to defer or receive the ball. And I would say nine times out of 10, they defer because what they want is the ball at halftime. So if you defer, if you give the ball and you're kicking off to the other team at the very beginning of the game, after halftime at the start of the third quarter, they will then kick the ball off to you. So like I said, at the beginning of regulation, if you win the coin toss, most likely they will defer at the beginning of overtime. If you win the coin toss, um, almost hundred percent of the time, I'd be curious to look up the stats on that. They will, whoever wins the coin toss will receive the ball. Right. Okay. That makes sense. So in overtime, they have the coin toss. The team who wins the coin toss will always obviously have possession first. So what's the time like in overtime? I know you said it was 10 minutes, but is it broken down just like the quarters? Is there intermissions? How does it work? Yeah. So there are, it's just one period. So one quarter, if you want to look at it as the regulation game um, or as a regulation game. So a 10 minute period, but there is a, like a three minute intermission after regulation before um, halftime start. So it's not our halftime before overtime start. So it's not, okay. it's not a full halftime, but it is a three minute break for the coaches to kind of talk to the teams for the, for the teams and players to catch their breath and gather then their thoughts. Yeah. Gather their thoughts, kind of game plan, things like that. And then overtime will begin. Okay. So that makes sense. Do the coaches get timeout just like they do in the regular game or yeah. do they? Yep. That's a good point. So each team gets two timeouts. So to our point earlier, even though it's 10 minutes, if there's penalties, if they go out of bounds, or if one of the coaches calls a timeout, which again, each team gets two, mm-hmm. um, that 10 minutes can stretch a lot longer than 10 minutes. So yep, they will each get um, two timeouts. 
And then, like we said earlier, and I'll just highlight this, each team gets a possession of the ball unless the first team who possesses the ball scores a touchdown. Right. And if that happens, the game is over. Whoever scored that touchdown first wins the game. What you might see happen is the team who scored, who, who has possession first scores a field goal. That's a kick for three points. Then the other team has the opportunity to, to score a touchdown. And if the other team scores a touchdown, because the first team that possessed the ball only scored a field goal, the team that got the possession second wins. But what if they only kick a field goal? Okay. Good question. So first team that gets possession, kicks a field goal, makes the field goal. Second team or the the other team that has a second possession gets the ball, kicks a field goal, makes a field goal. They've each scored three points in overtime, right? We are now moving into what we call sudden death. So the the team, the second team or the team that had the second possession then kicks the ball as they would typically kick the ball after a score to the team who had the first possession. And if the team who had the first possession scores any sort of points, field no matter goal, if it's a field goal or a touchdown or a touchdown, or the defense can tackle the offense in their own end zone and get a safety. Remember we talked about it last week. That's two points and they can end the game on a safety, which is kind of crazy. Okay. So at that point, whoever gets points on the board first wins overtime. That's right. That's right. That is the end of the game. And then if nobody scores points, then like I said, it will end in a tie during preseason and the regular season. Now, something kind of quirky about the, about overtime is if the game ends on a, on a, um, on a touchdown, sorry, then they won't kick the extra point. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause they already won. They already won. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, a lot that, of, that times, makes sense. Yeah, I know it makes sense. But like a lot of times you'll see like weird scores at the end of overtime, because if there was, <laughs> if there was a touchdown, it was just an extra six points instead of being the seven points. So it probably looks similar to the Panthers score this past Sunday because our kicker couldn't <laughs> make the extra point. That's a freaking extra point. That's right. So Wait, I do have a question. So yeah. you did mention that um, each coach has two timeouts, but do they have the ability to throw that challenge flag over, oh, or sorry, in overtime? No. Okay. So there is no instant replay and there is no coach's challenge. So instant replay is um, if the ref calls something on the field, usually a scoring play, then they will review it. They will go to, um, remember into the thing, their little, their little booth, something good. Yeah. And they'll review it, but that is not, they don't do that in overtime. So whatever is called on the field is called on the field and they do not have the opportunity to throw that red flag and have the referee review it again. It is what it is bummer so you've got to put a lot of trust in those referees but you also should have played a better um uh regulation game so that you didn't get yourself into the overtime situation to begin with 
Touche, touche. So then what's the difference then? We just kind of talked through preseason and regular season. Now, what's the difference in overtime rules for the postseason, a.k.a. the playoffs? Yes. Okay. So the, the one main difference, like I said earlier, is instead of the regular season and the preseason being able to end in a tie, the postseason cannot end in a tie. So if there is one, take all of the rules that I just gave you for the regular season and the preseason overtime, the 10 minutes, but if there's still a tie at the end of that first overtime, there will be a two minute intermission and then there will be a second overtime. Okay. Yeah. So whoever won the first coin toss, the option to either receive the ball or defer to the other team will now go to the team who lost the first coin toss. So they don't do an additional coin toss for the second overtime, but they do go to the person who did not win the first coin toss in the first overtime and ask them if they would like to receive the ball or give it to the other team. So we could see people go into triple overtime, quadruple overtime until somebody scores the points. Yes. So I, yeah, again, same rules. If it begins on a a touchdown game over that person wins, but if they keep going, you know, field goal, field goal, and then they go touchdown, touchdown, field goal. I mean, and it just keeps going back and forth. Well, I guess no, they would have to go. I'm just trying to think through the scenario. They would have to go field goal, field goal, and then not score anything because it's sudden death at that point. Oh, true. Because whoever gets the points after those two field goals, no matter what wins. Yes, that's okay. Right. Yes, 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 yes. So you very, I'm sure very, very, very rarely ever see a team go into quadruple overtime. Um, I want to say the most number of overtimes during the playoffs is two. And the Panthers have been a part of one of them. Oh, who are we playing? And let me guess, did we win? Or did we lose 2004 NFC playoffs, the Panthers versus the Rams, the NFL's greatest show on turf. The St. Louis Rams fell victim to the upstart Carolina Panthers. And one of the most abrupt endings in league history, both teams botched field goal tries in the first extra period and Rams QB Mark Bulgers threw an interception in Carolina territory, sending the game to a second overtime. On the first play from scrimmage of overtime, number two Panthers wide receiver Steve Smith caught a a Jake DeLone pass and split the Rams secondary. That's the defenders, you guys, for a 69-yard touchdown, giving the Panthers a 29-23 to road win. Official game time was 75 minutes and 10 seconds. What? I just feel like I relived all the emotions of that. So crazy. So that was in 2004, but yeah, as I'm scrolling through all those, cause I was like, how many overtimes have we had here? And I feel like it's only been longest games ever played. Yeah. There's um, it, they've really only gone into two overtimes. So I want to say, and I, I have, I, I obviously told you guys that I, you basically take the regular season overtime rules you just add the that there has to be a winner um into the postseason and it can continue right so once you get into that second overtime if it's needed in the postseason 
I can't find if I want to say that it starts directly into sudden death, right? With, like, for double overtime. For double overtime. So yeah, that's that, what I would guess too. It's not, I mean, it seems like that would be the case. So if y'all know, let me know, but I have never actually physically watched a double overtime game in the postseason. That would be an amazing experience to say the least. But, and so they'll remind us, obviously, if it happens, what those rules are. But I did just do a quick Google search and I was researching it before we got on um, to record today and I cannot find it. So basically the two options would be if um, whoever lost the first coin toss in the first overtime gets the opportunity to receive the ball or defer to the other team in the second overtime. So the question is if they score a field goal, even is the game over at that point, or does the other team have the opportunity like at the beginning of the first overtime to score a field goal and then it becomes sudden death. So does it start setting sudden death immediately for the first, um, like immediately for the second overtime, or do they need to like, unless there is a touchdown scored within the first possession, that's the only way that the, the game would be over. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. My bet is that for double overtime, it goes immediately into sudden death because that they've already had a chance. Yeah. I would think score. the exact same thing. So yeah, if you guys know, let us know. But us know. that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of It Sports Is. We hope you guys learned a lot. I know I learned a lot. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes. Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our podcast so you guys get the notification every week whenever we go live. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.